Hello, and welcome to Digital Marketing Musings. Each episode, we choose a different expert to discuss the latest and greatest in digital marketing. Today, we're sitting down with Marianne Gendron, better known as M in her professional life, to talk about digital marketing trends identified in Merkel's digital marketing report for Q2 2021. I'm Gaia Reed. And I'm Andrea McCartney. And this is Digital Marketing Musings. Thanks so much for tuning in to Digital Marketing Musings. Today, we're joined again by our friend, M, who's going to give us some insight into trends for the 2021 Q2 Digital Marketing Report. M's a senior manager within Merkel's search practice. She has been in performance marketing for five years and has managed search programs across engines and e-retailers within CPG, financial services, and consumer electronic verticals. Welcome to our show, M. Hi, thank you for having me. So remind us, what is the Digital Marketing Report? Sure. It's basically just our pulse on media and analysis of ad spend and traffic variation across our channels and verticals to keep our clients and in-house experts informed. Fantastic. So I'm very curious, what did we see for trends in terms of paid search for Q2? Yeah, let's dive into it. So starting off with paid search, which is a really great indicator of what's going on across the digital landscape, just given the uh, user priority for the channel, it's user initiated and we pay when the users do confirm that is the ad they wanted to see. Um, We're able to leverage those insights, not just across Google on the paid and organic side, but more broadly about what's going on in our digital world. So overall, less people are searching this year than last partially due to users spending less time online now on the other side of lockdown. But despite fewer available searches or demand as we tend to think of it as, ad spend grows to afford a 35% higher CPC. And this is a trend that persists across both text and shopping ads on Google. Looking into the competitive pressure driving CPCs, we often look at Amazon's presence in Google auctions across these two ad formats. Specifically within the text ad landscape, Amazon maintained their impression share at 21%, despite Prime Day being moved forward in the year up to Q2 within the month of June. Walmart and Target were found to be more aggressive in this space than Amazon during this time, which is a really sharp change within the competitive landscape, specifically for those text ads. In terms of shopping ads, the other paid format we monitor on Google, Amazon's coverage increased moving out of Q1 and through the second quarter, peaking at the close one week after Prime Day at 62%. Zooming out for a moment, just to really unpack what all of this means, less people are spending less time searching on Google and advertisers looking to capitalize on that diminishing demand are getting more competitive with one another, kind of bid warring against each other to capture on the intent that does exist. I can only speak from personal experience, but I've definitely spent less time online over the past few months as I've been vaccinated and able to move throughout the world a little bit more freely. So definitely hits home over here. Likewise. So what what are we seeing on the organic side? Are we, are we seeing similar decreases in search volume? 
Absolutely. On the flip side of Google, thinking about the unpaid format, what we call organic, visits decreased 10% year over year for the quarter, which is actually the first decline after four quarters of year over year growth with traffic on desktop and mobile falling together. So alongside with fewer visits or less volume as, as we'll we'll think of it as the engagement on the available volume did weaken in organic. CTR, our click-through rate, how we measure the engagement of the ad visibility to the ad click, um, decreased across all devices, most of all desktop, evidenced with a 25% decrease year over year. In terms of share of organic, mobile is now at 61%, a slight 2% bump quarter over quarter, steered by the phone device specifically, whereas um, tablets saw the biggest hits. Um, as searchers are getting outdoors and enjoying the warmer weather on the go as pandemic restrictions lifted, like you mentioned, we're all a little bit more social now. We're, we're getting outside beyond our devices and we're spending time with those that, that we enjoy the most, not just through the screen online anymore. So I know you've mentioned Amazon a bit already, but what sort of trends are we seeing for Amazon ads in Q2? Yeah, so both main ad types increased spend this past quarter. Sponsored brands led the way in spend growth in April with a year-over-year -year increase of 63% compared to sponsored products ad spend growth of 18%. The impact of COVID is definitely seen here as Amazon experienced fulfillment issues in April of 2020, making the growth of this past April in 2021 more pronounced. May did bring slight growth declines across both sponsored brands and sponsored products, and this shift could be in part due to the lingering effects of the COVID pandemic, but also with shifting demand. However, taking a step back from an advertiser investment perspective, with the news of Prime Day moving up in the year, advertisers were probably reserving some funding to sponsor that shopping event, wanting to pace a little bit slower, or as we say, colder, to then further ramp up later in the quarter for the month of June to capitalize off of intending demand on Amazon. Amazon really kick-started the back-to-school shopping season extremely early, I feel like. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. So rounding out uh, performance media, what about display and paid social? What did we see on those channels? We continue to see cost efficiency trends from last DMR with Instagram CPCs becoming increasingly more efficient month over month, quarter over quarter, while Facebook is the inverse, trending more expensive as time goes on due to the competition. Outside of Facebook-owned platforms, the third share of ad spend shifted from LinkedIn, which had dominated much of the pandemic as the third contender for social ad budget, to now TikTok. So TikTok replacing LinkedIn for that third shareholder position, um, which just signals advertisers are catching up to user behavior, meeting them in their platform within their moment of intent. Um, but what's really important to keep in mind, while an aggregate for the quarter, TikTok did earn that third spot, TikTok has actually been on a market quarter over quarter decline. So it just goes to show you hmm. that third share of budget is really diminishing 
if the partner that's seeing the sharpest deceleration is edging out LinkedIn, the professional social networking site um, for that same spot or share of budget. I'm actually really surprised that LinkedIn is declining just because I feel like there's been so much transition in terms of jobs over the past few quarters that I feel like LinkedIn would probably be, if anything, increasing, but the exact opposite. It could it could be an indication of employees having made that transition already, or at least advertisers finding a diminishing return on the ad spend that they invested on the platform in a time of professional transition. Very true. I definitely uh, have seen on LinkedIn tons of posts from companies looking for like uh, leads for TikTok or TikTok mm. content creators. So I expect that um, as a lot of the staffing across different advertisers builds out for supporting that as part of their paid social channel um, and probably as their um, capabilities for ad targeting on, on TikTok improve over time, I'd expect it would definitely ramp up in investment because the one exception for me in terms of where I've been spending my time on the internet has definitely <laughs> been, been on TikTok or at least TikTok like clips that are ported over to Instagram or Facebook. So um, yeah, I, I, I think a lot of us are expecting that to continue. I can certainly resonate with you, Gaia, on that point. I I have not downloaded TikTok, but I am a sucker for TikToks on Instagram Reels. That's where they get me. Um, having said that, with the return of school, right, not even just remote learning in the academic calendar, but with the with students returning um, in person to school and certainly more of the workforce getting back to their, their office or their place of work, I'm wondering how TikTok will net out. If the platform will adapt, if the advertising capabilities will adapt to continue to capitalize on mm -hmm. intent and where users are spending their time, their attention, and um, kind of their spending, their consumer habits, if that's something that TikTok can and will accommodate in the near future. Yeah, and of course there's always the Delta variant to keep in mind in terms of how quick will that transition really be? Um, but I think we're all keeping an eye out for that. That was definitely a lingering question as I was writing the digital marketing report for this quarter. Just as we're analyzing Q2, the rebound, or at least the acceleration towards a new normal, how is that going to shake out for the quarter we're actively in, <laughs> right before yeah. the holiday shopping season next quarter? Yeah, and I keep seeing um, news articles like, for example, New York um, put in place policies that you have to like show vaccination to be able to get into like gyms and restaurants. Yeah, just like I, I think France did as well. So I, I feel like that's probably the route that a lot of places will take versus um, if they were to otherwise go into lockdown, if they're an area that would would have chosen that other option. I feel like they might be leaning into this new option, which we didn't have this time last year. Yeah. I'm still seeing some places that are uh, requiring masks to be worn, like individual businesses. So the combination of 
vaccinations plus masks. Mm-hmm. I, I'm hoping that's the way we go while not being completely locked down again. It'll be really interesting to see how consumers respond to state and city policy, to local business mandate, where the chips fall on the shopper side. If users are willing to go out and to comply with whatever restrictions or safety measures are being put in place, or if it's something that they would just say, I can still shop and spend my money at home behind the screen and still have my needs met. It'll be really interesting to see kind of the nation settle out um, with how they're spending their time and money outside brick and mortar versus online. Yep. I feel like there's also some trends that are going to stay. Like I've heard a lot of friends are like, yeah, I'm going to use Instacart all day long. I don't need to be going to the grocery store anymore, pandemic or no. I just want my groceries there when I'm ready and and that sort of thing, which actually brings us to our next question. Um, are there any specific trends by industry that you noticed in, in the report? Yes. So as predicted, travel made its long-awaited comeback, finally. <laughs> Clicks increased unstable CPCs in paid search, while organic logged nearly a 3x increase in visits within the travel vertical. So phenomenal performance. But on the flip side, um, several verticals were in contrast. Retail, CPG, financial services, and nonprofit all saw dramatic CPC increases while declining organic visits in the same period. And this just goes back to an earlier point we made. There is a signal of lower demand, and advertisers are fighting with their bids to capture the fewer intenders that are available in the quarter. I uh have only just recently purchased my first airline ticket back since the, the start of the pandemic i definitely i definitely have like all of my fingers and toes crossed that things don't shut down again so that um i don't have to cancel it but i'm definitely right there with you on the travel travel vertical um are there any other trends that really surprised you or um, you weren't expecting to see in place Yeah, so let's go back to Amazon uh, for a minute. Prime Day, as we had mentioned, had been pulled up to earlier in the year instead of being in October Q4 like it was last year, but more historically being in Q3 within the month of July. That's a huge Mm -hmm. surprise, Um, and it was certainly an adjustment for us advertisers having to, within the quarter, adjust our spend and adjust um, our investment strategies. But beyond that, performance. Sponsored brand ads experienced the lowest growth rate in recent years within the month of June, within that rescheduled shopping holiday, with clicks at 28% and sales at 53%. So we're still on a growth trajectory, but it's rapidly decelerating in a way that signals a lower purchase rate. When click volume doesn't scale to an investment, we're seeing that disproportionality. It signals that um, there's a lower intent on the demand that we are capturing. They're not converting at the same strength, at the same rate that previously they had been. This is an an ongoing trend that's accelerating. Still growth, right? And at mm-hmm. at investment and click and and sales, but just not at the same tightness of strength along that that curve. I have a prediction around Prime Day. And I think that because it was so early this year, Amazon is going to surprise us and start having it twice a year. 
and have one closer and start having a second event closer to the holiday season and they just haven't really released that that's spicy spicy prediction over here you're onto something (laughs) gaia (laughs) i mean they wouldn't be the first retailer to have a a semi-annual sale so although i would say that amazon definitely drives a lot of a lot of visibility and i'm never i never cease to be surprised Mm -hmm. at like the fact that we're talking about like amazon prime day with other retailers of of like it's it's an event that that we need to be ready for but i I like where your head's at gaia M, do you have any predictions for uh, the next DMR? None as good as Gaia's, to be honest. <laughs> um, we did talk about the Delta variant. I would expect some fluctuations there. Um, we'll see how consumers respond to the public health situation and how how we're being mandated by businesses as, as well as governments, too. Um but I, I would add, this was the quarter that we learned about the delay of the cookie depreciation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would expect advertisers to make the most of these remaining third-party data days, year and a half. <laughs> it's going to net out to be, I think, <laughs> at the full timeline if, if that if that is left un, unrescheduled um, for now and until... Um, that goalpost, but ramping up on prospecting tactics, which we we have been kind of expecting and questioning to change the most within the cookie depreciation, I would expect advertisers to maximize that now while they can, scooping up that first party data on those conversions along the way. So while we still have it, I think we'll see more ad spend there, um, getting getting users, um, getting consumers um, to, to buy within the brand universe and to stay um, as as brand loyalists and, and repurchasers just to enhance the, the first party data um, integrity there. And um, we can expect more of those shifts for the cookie depreciation in late next year and early 2022. Cool. And that's it for this episode of Digital Marketing Musings. Huge thanks to our guest, M for joining us today. Definitely looking forward to having her back again soon. Thank you. Stay in touch and let us know what you want to hear about next by emailing us at digitalmarketingmusings at merklink.com. Also, if you have not already, please hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. It helps others find us. And please be sure to tell your friends about the show. Until next time, I'm Andrea McCartney. And I'm Gaia Reed. Bye.